So the story goes that Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin are asked to contribute some recipes for a local cookbook. Dean Martin goes first. He's got a white page, blue ink, which I kind of like. It's typed out, Dean Martin, Martin Burgers. Ingredients, one pound of ground beef, two ounces of bourbon, chilled. Preheat a heavy frying pan and sprinkle bottom lightly with table salt. Mixed meat, handling lightly, just enough to form into four patties. Grill over medium-high heat for about four minutes on each side. Pour chilled bourbon into a chilled shot glass and serve meat and bourbon on a TV tray. It's signed Dean Martin, of course. So, not to be outdone, Frank Sinatra, in the following page. It's sort of a yellow page with black typed ink. Frank Sinatra's name at top. Sinatra Burgers, step one. Call for Dino, step two. Tell him to make you a fucking burger. Step three, drink his bourbon. That's signed by Frank Sinatra. We're going to do these guys one better this week. The challenge this week on do it or else, make a fancy drink. Do you buy your thumb us, sir? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb at us? Fun, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you want to, want to, want to come over. If you want to, want to, want to go run. If you want to, want to, want to come over. Hi there! Welcome! Hi! It's another episode! (laughs) You knew it was gonna happen! Do It Or Else Podcast! Guess what my name is? What's your name? I think we all know your name. But I'm I'm gonna guess uh, Philip K. Dick. Yeah! And I'm a sheep and I got wires coming out of my ass and I'm jumping through your dreams. And uh, I'm Dustin. I'm an electric sheep having a dream. I'm having a fever dream. And I'm Ryan, and I'm a black mirror. Oh, you're a black mirror, and you look like John Wick, too. Yeah, also that. Yeah, your your black mirror is a little dirty. Wipe it off. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Do It or Else, the weekly challenge podcast where we, what, did you, what do you say? You say push ourselves and try new things and hang out as two buddies. Two buddies, virtually, socially distant, in opposing cities. Um, yeah, Athens and Atlanta have long been opposing cities, and nobody yeah. talks about it. But no one has talked about the beef, yeah, between and, our cities before. And I'll, I'm here to put it straight: Athens, uh, honestly, is the worst city in America. Ooh, it's the worst city in America, take. and it's full of bad people. Such a spicy hot take. Mm-hmm. Okay, All I right. mean, and that's just you know. Atlanta's the best, and Athens uh, stinks. That's right. That's right. Not going to go any farther because there are a lot more of you down there in Atlanta than there are up here in Athens. So you guys are awesome. You guys are great. You're the um, best. You're the best. Yeah, yeah. You're the best. Hey, hey, guess what? Did you hear? Did you hear? Oh, hey, my name's Rosie. I'm chewing a bone. Yeah, Rosie, I she's like got Atlanta. a, what is that, a lamb? She, You know the lamb chop dolls everybody's dog has? Yeah, yeah. Um, she likes to chew the, he- the faces off of them, so... Then I just tie the face into a knot, um, and so it's just like a headless lamb chop. Oh, wow. Is it specifically the face that your dog likes to chew off? Mm-hmm, specifically. Is that where the squeakers usually are? No, the squeakers are in the paws, which she Dude, was just so chomping on, but there's like little beady eyes. I don't know. Wow. That's her deal. That's wow. her deal. What's your deal? Uh, 
my deal is typically a simple game of Texas Hold'em, maybe a five-card draw. That's my deal. I saw on the internet you built a, a putting green in under oh. your deck. Happy learned how to putt. Oh, my gosh. She's just going to squeak. This is going to be one of those episodes where Rosie squeaks. Oh, yeah. Squeaker McGavin coming in, ruining <laughs> the country club. Ah, I'm Squeaker McGavin. <laughs> Ro- Rosie, Rosie is a fan of putt putt. I've heard. Um, yeah, so I made a putting course, putting green underneath our deck because that area now will never grow grass because it's covered up and got destroyed when they were building the deck. So my wife said you could put in a putting green. I said challenge accepted. That was a good let's, idea. Let's do it or else. And it took me a long time to go through the steps and do the site prep and get the stones and shovel. I got eight tons of rocks total. Um, and then one ton of stone dust, which goes on the top to smooth everything out. Stone dust. Is that just stone sand? Stone dust. It's basically sand, but it's granite. So okay. instead of like a sandstone that's been pulverized or whatever, it's gray. It looks like gray sand it's con- it's more it's, consistently one material yes they call it decomposed granite so Ooh. it's basically when they're breaking up large chunks of rock um that you might find in a in a stone base that goes underneath a road for construction it's the fine little particulates that fall to the bottom of of the mix like they they uh sieve everything and filter everything so that they can sell different parts of the rock for different purposes you know yada 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 mm-hmm. you got stone dust and stone dust is like remember gold dust from the world wrestling federation that androgynous <laughs> wrestler yeah how could i ever forget stone dust is a much like cheaper version of that wrestler good a good three-year run on wcw yeah, was he WCW or WWF? I can't You know, remember. I don't. He really has a WWF vibe, doesn't he? I think he's that. He's got that raw, that Monday Night Raw. Yeah, he's like a little bit more when, adult, a little more edgy. You know, we need some. If you're a wrestling fan out there, hit us up. Where was Goldust? Was he WCW or WWF? I'm thinking he was a WWF guy because he was he was kind of like, yeah, spookier. I'm gonna rub myself after I knock you out. Ooh, I got gold face. Ooh, I got long blonde hair. Am I a man? Am I a little? Am I a fat David Bowie analog here in the wrestling world? <laughs> Maybe. Fat David Bowie analog. Rebel, rebel. Yeah, that's a David Bowie yeah. song. I just threw that in there for fun. Uh, you know what else we did for fun? What else did? Wait, who did for what? We. Oh, what else we. did we do? I drank. I drank a lot. Oh, man. This week's challenge, make some fancy drinks. Yeah. This is a good one. If we didn't get to it beforehand, maybe we should start telling everyone what the challenge was right up top and then go into our history of gold dust and stone dust, his his cousin that was held back in pre-K about three times, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. They know what what the episode's about. They clicked it. They could see the title the second they... Press play. Well, let's press play and talk about the history of fancy drinking. Ooh, let's do it. I'm going to have a fancy gold drink, some gold schlager, and then I'm going to body slam you for a three count. One, two. Oh, we got his shoulder up. Looks like the match is going to keep going just like the segment's going to keep going. 
I'm The Rock, and I'm here to say, quit your yammering, you jabronis, and let's move along. <laughs> I'm going to give you the people's elbow. That's how he says oh, it, right? I'm going to give yeah. you the... Pe- hey there, I'm, gonna, I'm The Rock, and I'm going to give you the people's elbow. Not the people's elbow, no. Yeah. Uh, it's so big and multicolored if you and smell, encompassing If you country. smell, uh, you're stone dust, and I'm The Rock, so there's a, there's a connection there. You know, right there. Rock and rocks. Right there is a connection. Dustin, if you will allow me, I want to change the format a little bit today. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. The stone dust is broken free. <laughs> He's he's left the ring, ladies and gentlemen. He's going into the crowd. What's he telling them? I'm picking up a steel folding chair, and I'm smashing it over the head of our traditional format. Blood is coming out of the format's forehead. Good God! Oh! Ordinarily, oh, we would do our God. little infotainment section here, and then we would talk about, uh, oh, God, what it was like. Oh, no, this... Okay, now she's got the rooster, and I just think the rooster oh, is... Oh, the rooster? I've got to get the rooster back, because I don't think the rooster... Yeah. I, <laughs> hit that dog over the head with a steel chair. <laughs> okay, I, I have regained access of the rooster. <laughs> I think the some squeakers are okay, but listen to this thing. Listen to this thing. Right. The most annoying... <laughs> dog toy ever <laughs> so i think the uh, sorry rooster sorry rosie the rooster's a no-go okay yeah so normally we do the info section here and then we would have a, a ukulele and then we would talk about what it was like for us but instead i wanted today just to talk about uh we'll just go kind of right into the experience and the experience is the info yeah right because we had fancy drinks and we might want to if we go into the you know each experience you just talk about your fancy drink and teach me a little bit about it and we'll Absolutely. go back and forth okay i'll go first so the first fancy drink on our list was actually courtney's fancy drink it's okay. what got me thinking about fancy drinks uh, a couple a couple days ago or last weekend courtney made me like a fun cocktail with rosemary and muddled blueberries and that was oh, pretty sweet. good. I don't even know what that thing was called, but it was delicious. Oh, and it was like, it wasn't even booze. It was it was made with uh, Pellegrino, like the mineral water. Oh, so it was like cool. a fancy a fancy little drink. A, so it was a like mocktail. a sparkling a sparkling rosemary blueberry smash. We might call it. Yeah. Um. Let me think. Rosemary blueberry sparkling smash. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, and then the next day, dude, she should have named these things. The next day she made, uh, lime juice, fresh squeezed lime juice, cucumbers, uh, mint and coconut water. What do we call that? What do you call that Mm. fancy drink? Hmm. Key lime water. Yeah. So that got me thinking, oh, it's time to make fancy drinks. Uh, we had just suffered through our hot dog eating competition, which, Dustin, yeah. that affected me like for the whole week. It was not a good feeling that day. Um, I, you know, got over it in a day. I was fine that day. 
I had just sort of like long-term sluggishness issues uh, for the next yeah. several days. I don't think it passed super clean. So, sure. I, so I thought, okay, let's treat ourselves to something nice. And then it became the fancy drink week. Um, yeah. You sent me a couple photos. What was your first fancy drink? So I will go into my first experience. I made um, a old-fashioned so oh, classic, I classic cocktail. Yeah, like at home, it's usually we get you grab a creature comforts beer. Hello, creature comforts. If you want us to do a creature comforts challenge, get in touch. So it's usually a beer or like a whiskey coke, you know, or a whiskey ginger ale, just something easy to mix together. But I've never done the whole like, okay, now I'm gonna measure out exactly one jigger of this and a dash of that and mm-hmm. a tablespoon of this, that kind of stuff. So I got the Manhattan, or sorry, the old-fashioned, oh, spoiler, that's my second <laughs> But I got the old-fashioned cocktail, which okay. is a simple cocktail made with whiskey uh, and bitters and uh, a simple syrup and um, a twist of a orange peel and a, a, a cherry. So it's a lot of different takes on it. But did you know that this um, drink is one of the most old-fashioned drinks? It's one of the six basic drinks listed in The Fine Art of Mixing Drinks, which was like the primer in 1948 on um, uh, mixology. David Embury was a bartender and broke down all the different tools and recipes that make classic cocktails so this drink the old-fashioned was developed in the late 19th century around the 1880s and it was a simple mixture back in the day there's an argument between who made the first version of this either the Pendennis club which was a, a gentleman's club like a country club in louisville kentucky or in the waldorf astoria hotel in new york in city new york yeah. See, I've always heard early cocktails all come from New Orleans. So I'm, I'm, but this, oh, but yeah. I want to so, hear, I want to hear the stories. Yeah. So what you just referenced is the, the history of the Sazerac. Right. The Sazerac is arguably the the first cocktail made in America. But that's kind of a cool one, dude. You got cognac. in the Roosevelt Hotel at the Sazerac Bar. Yeah, and you got absinthe in there, sugar, some bitters. And you serve that straight up without any ice, right? It's chilled. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole presentation the bartenders do. It's in this great like muralled bar in this fancy old hotel. It's really terrific. Yes, and they were even saying that that cocktail predates the Civil War in New Orleans. Wow, that's that's the what I'm being told through my research. Your sources um, are saying, yeah, that's that's my that's my source. Um, but yeah, that's pretty neat, huh? Yeah. So, uh, what what went down with your old fashioned? What'd you use? Ooh, it was delicious. I got some tin cup is the brand made of rye whiskey, and it's just a oh, I like tin uh, cup because they give you a little shot glass on top of yeah. the bottle. Yeah, I thought why not? You know, it's about thirty bucks for a bottle, so not too expensive, not too cheap. And then it's a, a jigger, like a two ounce jigger. It's the little plastic or the metal cup that most bartenders use. They have a large side and a small side um, with the two dashes of bitters 
So there are a couple different brands of bitters, but I use the yellow tag bitters. I don't know the difference between the yellow and the orange. Uh, some simple syrup, dude, two teaspoons of simple syrup, a dash of water, a few ice cubes, mix it up, drop your cherry and express an orange peel over the top to give it a nice refreshing zest. And boom, Bob's your uncle cheers it to my kitty and little kitty was interested. I thought she'd take a drink, but she didn't. That was my floor drink um, with the cat. And uh, it was great. It was good. Oh, yeah. This I, was your floor drink. I, you sent me a photo of this. Uh, you're sitting on the ground. Yeah. I, I had to get low because my cat is only 11 inches tall, Ryan. Mm-hmm. And, no, fair. And, <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> and I got <laughs> when you put it that to, way. to cheers my kitty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great. Okay. Um, right. Okay. Your then next I, one. Okay. This, this was my next drink, and it ended up being uh, my main drink. Um We've been trying to drink less alcohol in the home here lately. Very, uh, very controversial uh, stance during the times of the pandemic. That's one of the few industries that has actually increased sales, like liquor store sales um, have gone through the roof. You've lately. got to imagine, yeah, because if people aren't drinking as much at bars and restaurants as they traditionally yeah. would, they're now drinking at home. But I've never been a fan of... Uh, particularly drinking by myself. That's like, I don't like drinking alone. Um, I, I think I'm a bit of a social drunk. So I want to I wanna yell loudly at people. Um, okay. <laughs> and because we're drinking a little less at the home right now, we were drinking plenty through the early days of the quarantine. I think that we were going through a little resetting period here. Yeah. And I have plenty of experience with cocktails, uh, given my line of work. As you know, my sister Amanda, her husband, our friend Sloan, uh, are hey, both Sloan. are both hey, bevy man. pro bartenders. Yeah, Sloan has an Instagram bevy man um, where he used to mostly just talk about beer. Now he, it's photos of the children. Isn't that how <laughs> life goes? Isn't yeah. that isn't that just how it happens? But um, so, uh, learning from them mainly at the restaurant, uh, I can make. Pretty much any cocktail you name, I can I can knock out an old fashioned. I've made millions of martinis and even more margaritas uh, over there at the Union, busting out. You know, occasionally I'll work a bartending shift. I'm not normally a bartender, but like they let me back there on a on a Saturday. Nobody else wants to work. Nice. That's kind of where I fill in. So I was thinking I want to make something non-alcoholic and something kind of fun. So yesterday we go to the grocery store and. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if you can guess what drink I made. Uh, I got a can of orange juice concentrate. All right. I got uh, a little container of half and half. I got some sugar. Time out. You made the varsity, like, orange crush, like, orange. You're getting close. Drink. You're getting Ooh, close, okay. but you're not, you're not thinking about what, what the half and half. Slow, or a dream sickle. You're, now you're now you're getting onto it. I decided to make an orange Julius. Julius, yeah. So okay. the orange Julius, it has. It, there's a million different versions. The the way I went with it was a little half and half, some vanilla extract, uh, some sugar, and a can of uh, orange juice concentrate, which is pretty fun. And you're basically making like a sherbet-y kind of drink here, and you're blending it all together with crushed yeah. ice. Like the um, Flintstones push pop you melt into your yeah, into a cup. Exactly, because I have these fond memories of the Orange Julius. Oh, at the mall? 
Exactly at the mall. And so I looked into like the history of Orange Julius. Oh, cool. So Orange Julius uh, is the actually Julius is the last name of this guy, Fred Julius, who in the in the Mediterranean he yeah. gave birth to Julius Caesar. Yeah, he, this is some guy around like nineteen hundred and ten or something. He gets kicked out of San Francisco or or Los Angeles or some parts therein <laughs> for like. Hey, being... get out of here, Julius! <laughs> Keep your milk out of my orange juice. Well, because he freak. was like he was like shitty, <laughs> shitty at whatever job he did. This guy has this kind of vibe of like a guy who oh, has God. a bunch of. I spilled the milk in, in the orange juice again. Yeah. So Fred here, Freed, Freed maybe, Freed Julius. He um, actually ends up with like an orange juice stand because it's the height of prohibition here. And I guess you can't get booze. So it becomes popular in Los Angeles just to drink fresh squeezed orange juice all the time. All right. So he opens up one of these and he's got this buddy who is a broker, a real estate broker. Time out. Is this kind of like the advent of drinking just juice period and like the juice industry i've got to assume people were drinking juice forever right i don't know about forever i mean if you're gonna give me a time out like that obviously i don't know the answer but like i feel like juicing fruits has has been around forever because that's how you end up with wine oh yeah you got to juice the grapes and then you you let it ferment and then you drink it yeah so i feel like i feel like juicing things has probably been around a long time but it is the advent of like the sun-kissed uh, juicing machine and like automated juicing mechanisms where maybe it became more popular. I don't know. So anyway, okay. this guy, Mr. Julius, he's got this orange juice stand. He's got a buddy who's uh, this like real estate broker. And he shows up and he says, I like the orange juice, but I gotta, it, it bothers my tummy. It's too acidic. And in the, uh, the part the, the, he comes up with his own mechanism to drink orange juice, basically, where he's mixing in okay. sugar and milk, which I guess makes it better for his tummy. Um, sure, cuts the acidity down maybe a little bit. Yeah, but it adds a lot of other problems. Thickens it up, though. Yeah, thickens it up into this kind of frosty, creamsicle, exactly, uh, flavor. And there's a million ways to get to this kind of flavor, but this is how they do it. Um, and it becomes a hit. The The broker invests a bunch of money into the business. Um, and by like the mid fifties, Orange Julius has four hundred standalone stores, hmm. and they're competing with McDonald's at the time. Uh, they sell hamburgers and hot dogs. It's like a little you know drive-in kind of thing. It's it's popular all over the country, and that's when Dairy Queen gets involved. Basically, when we were born, oh. Dustin. So Orange Julius, I guess for people who are in their forties and fifties, they know like they remember Orange Julius. But for us, we don't really remember it outside of a mall kiosk because in 1987, Dairy Queen buys Orange Julius. Oh, and they put Orange no Julius's like in Dairy Queen. That's now why if you're in like the mall and you see an Orange Julius, it's always attached to some sort of Dairy Queen experience. So all the hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff, Dairy Queen was directly competing with the Orange Julius and they basically bought them out. Uh, and they closed yeah. all the standalone Orange Juliuses, so now you'll only find them in the mall. Uh, and all I can imagine now is that because of the uh, ongoing global crisis and the long-term diminishing of malls that we discussed in our Santa Claus episode, 
Bye bye, Orange Julius. That's what I'm thinking. So, folks, you need to learn how to make your own freaking Orange Juliuses. Mm. And uh, th- yeah, that's Orange wow. Julius. Now, what's your now? We you've kind of sold us uh, told yeah, us already I, what it is. It's I a Manhattan. Made a bit of a goo. Tell us, I made a bit which of is a goo. My favorite cocktail, Dustin. Tell us about your Manhattan. So, made in Manhattan, you know why? Because it also calls for bitters and rye whiskey, but it adds a little thing in there. It adds a little sweet vermouth. I love it. In there. It really kicks it up a notch. It's another drink that you have before dinner, um, just like the old-fashioned. But the origin of the Manhattan cocktail is pretty neat. Um, The popular story is that the drink originated at the Manhattan Club in New York City in the 1870s. Um, They say it was invented by a guy named Dr. Ian Marshall, because at the time, cocktails, you know, they were made like at apothecaries, like doctors would kind of have like these recipes for these drinks. Um, So that's kind of interesting. But a, a guy named Dr. Ian Marshall allegedly created this recipe for a woman named Ginny Jerome, okay? Ginny Jerome. Ginny Jerome was an American-born British socialite. Her name is also known as Lady Randolph Churchill. What? The mother of Winston Churchill. Wait, Winston Churchill's mom was an American? Yeah. I had no idea. Cool, huh? Yeah, very and cool. Yeah, and so this doctor made the recipe for Winston Churchill's mom at a party for a presidential candidate named Samuel J. Tilden, okay? And they say that the success of the party made the drink fashionable, and people started saying, I want that Manhattan cocktail, you know? Cool. Um, But this is also a little... Eh, maybe history is embellishing a little bit because some say that at this time, Lady Randolph Churchill, Jenny Jerome, was actually in France and pregnant at the time. She was probably still drinking because they didn't have that much knowledge about you know pregnancy and, and alcohol. But they're saying that she was in France and actually wasn't at the Manhattan Club in New York City. Um, so that's interesting. The, the other uh, original story is that the the cocktail recipe was served specifically by 1860s by a bartender named Black at the bar on Broadway. This is the story I've heard. Yeah. So there's that one. That's like the the more, you know, I don't know what you call it, the street legend, the urban legend of, of of the cocktail. And then because it was in Manhattan, everyone just called it, I want that Manhattan cocktail. Um, but there's also a recipe found in a book called The Flowing Bowl, which was a cocktail recipe book published in 1891. Um, so it has basically the same recipe. So we know that in the late 1800s, between 1870 and 1891, people were fiddling about with the rye whiskey, the sweet vermouth, the bitters, uh, stirred over ice, strained into a glass and served up with a cherry sometimes. Yeah, the that story kinda... I've always heard was that uh, liquor tasted so bad at the time <laughs> that you had to mix in other stuff to make it taste better. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, obviously liquor is quicker and people would enjoy these cocktails in these up fancy tall glasses at their 
at their nice fancy dinner parties. And if you were just drinking straight whiskey, you know, you're probably, people think you're just a cowboy, like you're a rough tumble alcoholic. They just got to get the shot of liquor down straight up. And I think more people, like you're saying, they preferred to have, especially now that women were allowed to drink and we're getting close to the flapper era where women could be a little more uh, flamboyant and they're out to drinking with the with the boys and doing the Charlestons and whatnot. You know, right before Prohibition, you get the surge in these really neat cocktail ideas that are uh, a, a staple I, on drink drink. I menus. have a question about your Manhattan. I, I can't remember the picture. Did you drink your Manhattan up or on the rocks? I drank it on the rocks. So I did a a uh, cherry smash Manhattan. So instead of doing like the the cherry on top, I put a couple cherries in the bottom of the glass muddled and smashed, those yeah, okay. muddled those, and then put the rest of the ingredients on top and like floated it on top. Yeah, um, and did you stir it all or? No, I just let it kind of okay. all be on different layers when I, after I poured it into the onto the top. It was pretty tasty. Uh, I like the old fashioned a lot better than a Manhattan. Just, I don't know. Maybe it's the vermouth that I don't really like as much. Yeah, you like... know, you need to use less vermouth is my recommendation for a Manhattan. Uh, a traditional martini also calls for vermouth, but nobody drinks their martini with vermouth anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, a Manhattan still needs it, I think, but you just don't use a whole lot of it. Just use a mm-hmm. bourbon you like and use a little bit of vermouth. Uh, and I also drink them on the rocks. I was thinking about that whole like drinking whiskey straight joke you had. Um, you know, if you watch like a modern tough guy movie, they'll often drink liquor straight. Yeah. For some reason, it's a sign of masculinity and toughness, but I don't think that was always the case. Cause if you watch like a war movie from the forties, they're always drinking scotch, but they drink it with water. Like always. Well, I think that's the preferred way you're supposed to drink scotch because it it releases more of the flavors so like adding a little bit of water actually makes it more palatable and makes the burn less so that you can taste the intricacies of it like taste if you the really rainbow. want to you can taste the rainbow i also think because so many people were smoking cigarettes and like smoking cigars and pipes and stuff their their tongues and their taste buds were a little deadened by all that oh, smoke. Oh, that's an interesting so, theory. So maybe that was another reason why that they were, they could just be like, ah, give me the brown stuff, Timmy. I don't know why little Timmy is behind the bar. I mean, I guess child labor laws weren't, didn't really care. Um, I don't know. That was just a dumb thing for me to say. <laughs> no, that's the, get no, out, it's really Get good. out behind the bar, Timmy. Go home, you rascal. You got homework. All right. Well, we've showed us, uh, we've showed us, ours now you showed us yours show us yours Um, yours. no 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 we've told you about our drinks now we're gonna review them you ready to review them every week on our show we create a custom review scale to review our custom challenge no two challenges are alike and thus no two scales are alike the responsibility to create this scale Falls on your shoulders, Dustin. What's our scale this week? 
Oh, this scale just fell on my fingers. Oh, Ow. oh, my oh, fingers. No. All right. Normally, you think of like when little kids counting, and they're like, "What's five plus two? And they like look at one full hand, and they go, "One, two, seven. And that's like you know that's how like kids count. But back in the day, when you were measuring out like straight liquor for a bar patron, they might say, "I want a finger of." The Scotch Blend 27 or whatever the heck. Give me a give me two fingers of rye, Timmy. Timmy, I thought I told you to go home and do your homework. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to make some money, see? I'm going to be a big shot. And uh, you'd take your fingers and you'd put them on the bottom of the glass. And that's how you would measure your the amount of drink in your, in your rocks glass, in your uh, highball glass. Not a highball. Is a rocks glass a highball glass, or is that a tall glass? A rocks glass is a short glass. Short glass. Highball glass is a tall, skinny glass. We're not exactly. talking about that. So, uh, on a scale from one to four fingers on a rocks glass, how do you rate this four-fingered challenge, four-fingered death punch of a challenge? Well, that's, Dustin, a, that's, a, that's a party drink, a four-fingered death punch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a mixture of Hawaiian punch. Okay. Uh, Kool-Aid, which is, gives it a bit of a kick through the wall. A bottle of Wild Turkey 101 and a bottle of water. So, if you ever want a four-finger death punch for a party, there you go. Uh, on a scale from one to four fingers, I'm giving this a three-finger death punch. Ooh, on a scale. Three, three fingers. fingers. Three fingers, yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I did enjoy the um, the ritual of like prepping the ingredients and like I've never peeled an orange uh, skin before to with the purpose of spritzing it into a drink before. I've never done that. So that was a new skill I had to learn and like make sure I don't get too much of the meat of the orange you know and then when you see it i remember when we were kids anyway you would have an orange at school and you'd like take your peel and you'd tap your friend on the shoulder that wasn't looking and when they would turn then you'd squeeze the orange peel and it'd shoot orange zest in your friend's eyes did you ever do that you made a whole movie about that oh my god yeah we did yeah (laughs) you and uh captain america Made an yeah, entire Captain film. Murphy. Captain yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Oh, God. I wish I knew what happened to all of those. I believe the movie movies. was called, uh, for the listeners, if you haven't had the chance to see this movie, I think it's called yeah. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. And something happens where somebody squeezes something and it gets in somebody's eyes and it's like one thing and it's fine. And then somebody squeezes an orange and that's no, worse. I, no, no, no. I, it's, it's a so greater Andrew- offense. Me and Andrew are just talking on the on the porch and I you know we're we're just sitting there and I take a bite out of an orange slice and a little bit of juice squirts across the the porch into his eye and that turns into a Jackie Chan style fight. Yeah, you guys had a bunch of like quick cut uh pretty good little action fight sequence in the kitchen there, I think. In the kitchen, yeah, like he pulled out a knife, I grabbed the knife block and he stabbed at me and I 
caught the knife back in the knife block <laughs> and like took it out of his hands. It was fun. All the like opening the refrigerator door, pulling out a frozen lean cuisine or whatever, using it as a shield, all that stuff. Just silly stuff. Are all these oh, videos lost to good time? times? They're lost, dude. They're so lost. Like our, yeah, they're lost. I, I feel I like give, you had them when you lived in Athens. The I did. Time. They were they were all on one cassette, and I have no idea whatever happened to that cassette. Oh bummer. <sighs> well, we'll I remember the zero fingers. Time time. <laughs> zero fingers for losing that cassette, but three fingers for the drink. Three challenge. fingers. That's good. Uh, I I'll also give mine three fingers. Um, I've had a long history with cocktails uh, my family uh, cocktails are kind of important in the family everybody's been a bartender i think in, for the most part uh yeah or a lot of us have a lot of us have spent time as bartenders i know my dad was one um and, you know the family we all work in restaurants from time to time so uh drinks are important somehow culturally my brother who is never a bartender is uh one of my favorite like drink makers if you ever go down to his house in new orleans he'll always have something new he's gotten into lately it's been rum and dude did you know rum has like a whole there's a whole spectrum of rums yeah just like how there's a whole spectrum of tequilas yeah exactly you would think that they would be really simple because you know like uh for example vodkas tend to be almost all the same um but like whiskeys you can think of canadian whiskeys and scotch whiskeys and irish whiskeys and American yeah, bourbons. bourbons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rum apparently has like the same like broad spectrum. Uh, so way to go, Chris. Great rums. Nice. Um, and it's been really fun. It was really fun this last week. We made three non-alcoholic cocktails or mocktails or just drinks, really. I did end up putting a little uh, vodka in my Orange Julius. Oh, uh, eventually, yeah. I know I said that. we weren't drinking, but I thought it was a little bit too sweet. I think I put too much sugar in it, so I put a little vodka in there, really calmed it down. Not a whole lot of vodka, but I did get a little dizzy. Calmed um, it down, I took a nap with all that Julius on my chin. But it was nice. It was nice to not stress out this week about the show uh, and about some sort of uh, life-ending challenge, some potentially fatal experience um so yeah it was a nice little break here in summertime uh yeah and that's all i have to say about that all right all right let's pick let's pick next week's challenge hit the ukulele timmy timmy here um are you guys gonna pay me to play this or um mom I guess it's time for a new challenge, huh? Yeah, every week we gotta get a new one in here. We gotta pick a new one to replace the one we just said two to lose to. Out with the old. I'm not drinking anything ever again. Throw the ice out. We're done. Fill it up with water before you go to bed. Have, Have a water before you go to bed, but you know, you might have to pee in the middle of the night, but you won't have a hangover in the morning. So that's good. New challenge. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. This um, week's challenge of making all the fancy drinks made me really miss just, you know, like sitting outside on a boat, boat drinks, p- 
poolside drinks, mm-hmm. drinks by the lake, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Made me start thinking of water. Cool. And I Love think water. we got to have a belly flop challenge. <laughs> okay. I think, I think we got to find <laughs> some water and we got to do a couple belly flops and we need to record it and work on our form because there's something mentally like if if you're the type of person that can throw caution and pain to the wind and through a sheer act of will you do not try to stop a belly flop from happening and you get that perfect slap on the water and a nice red belly and probably your face is a little red too i admire that from a person yeah i don't think i've ever committed to a belly flop in my whole life it's it's hard because you start off with a belly flop and something in your body says no curl up no protect your belly and yeah so we're gonna if you accept we're gonna do oh i a accept belly flop challenge yeah Sweet. well there's gonna be some logistical thing hopefully we can go because i i feel pretty comfortable meeting up outside somewhere so yeah. maybe uh and maybe that's bad but i do um, I think I think we should try to find like a natural lake. Maybe we can meet up at a state park and go out to a lake and, and jump off the dock a few times. Jump off the dock and flop it. All right, sounds good, man. And we could try out my new inflatable kayak. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, so you'll be you'll be the lifeguard in case we belly flop so good we now, knock ourselves out. Were you a lifeguard as a kid? I had to be a lifeguard. I got lifeguard certified when I would work at summer camps. Great. So, so we're both lifeguards. It'll be great. Yeah. We know CPR, all that jazz. Um, we're going to work on our form. We're going to belly flop. I feel like I'm going to win this one. This is a competition, right? We'll, we'll let the, the people decide. But I, I also win. think it's going to be very obvious who gets the best flop. You know, it's it's the, that slap, that pop, if you're like completely perpendicular to the or parallel to the water you know and a nice pop happens that's kind of what we're going for and maybe hey, we'll just be like who's got the reddest belly afterwards that's really good this is really good i did want to uh mention uh honorable mention uh your boy zach yeah yeah did yeah. you see the instagram he sent us some great cocktails Ooh, I missed those. I'm so sorry, Zach. So, uh, what did what he send in? So this is something he had up in Seattle where he lives, right? Uh, he had something called a Kevin. So this is half an ounce of simple syrup, three mint stalks. I'm I'm curious about stalks, like full stalks. I, I assume he meant means leaves, but I don't know. Or maybe maybe it's the maybe the leaf tastes different from the stock. Yeah, I've never used the stock in a cocktail, so that's something to try. So so it's a half ounce of simple syrup, so just sugar water, three ounces, uh, three mint stocks. You got to muddle that, and then once out, one ounce of uh, cynar, which I've never had access to cynar. Hmm. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but it's like an Italian liqueur, not too different from like Frenet Branca. I assume. Yeah, it's I like assume a digestif. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, then an ounce of bourbon, uh, three quarter ounces of lemon juice and one ounce of orange juice. So this is kind of a big drink, quick shake and strain into a bucket glass. Mm. Um, so that's called the Kevin. I'm looking at this. That's going to be good. I'm going to make one of those when I get to work. Um, nice. and then he sent yeah. us a second one, dude. <laughs> he sent the, us yeah. a coconut lime martini. So two ounces of vodka, your choice, one ounce of key lime, 
three ounces of cream of coconut and a quarter ounce three of quarter, simple syrup. Three quarter ounces, not three ounces. Three quarter three ounces. Quarter ounces. Of, <laughs> yeah, cream <laughs> of coconut and a quarter ounce of simple syrup. Uh, and then, you know, you shake yeah. that and strain it like you would. That one martini. sounds real good. Yeah, I it? like that one. So maybe we'll uh, try to include that coconut yeah. martini. Maybe we'll make a few of these when we're doing our belly flops. We're going to need the we'll, courage, brother. We're going to need a little liquid courage. Nice. Yeah. So Thanks, Zach. Zach's thanks, sending Zach. us birds, sending us two drink recipes to check out. Yeah, he's Super the fan. man. Be like Zach. Go to our Instagram, at doitorelsepod. Yup. That's how you can get in touch with us. Um, I'll throw up my floor drink and my chair drink. And uh, oh yeah, I'll post. I put my uh, I put I took a picture of the old Orange Julius's. Nice in our perfect. rainbow Tom Collins glasses. Heck yeah! Um, you can give us a call at seven two four do it pod. Yeah, we like that. We like voicemails. We'll put you on the radio. Give yeah, we'll put you on the freaking radio. And speaking of uh, getting on the freaking radio, get us on your friends' freaking radios. Tell a buddy yeah. about the show. Find one episode. This is now forty one episodes. Find one that you think they will like and just text it to them. Be like, you're, you're going to like this. Yeah. And here's another thing. If you want to be on the radio, if you want to tell us how we could make this show better, give us a call at that hotline, 724-DO-IT-POD. And we love your feedback. Um, and if you want to send us an email instead, do it or else pod at gmail.com. That's how you can get in touch with us. And uh, uh, do it or else pod one on Twitter, which is kind of I'm, I'm burying that account again. No, uh, but, oh, no I'll get back every in day. there. I'll get back in there. <laughs> but uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. You guys have been awesome. Uh, if you've got any other drink recipes, send them our way. And I, I just can't wait to go swimming this week. Absolutely. Um... Do you got a little song in your heart? Let's do some Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Hamilton came out on Disney+. Plus. Let's go back You'll to that. You'll be back. Time will tell. You will see that I have earned you. Treat you well. Oh, thank you. You'll Oceans rise. Empires fall. I have carried you through them all. Wait, let's just go back. Let's just go back. King George. He kind of steals the show. Fully okay, to be honest, I had an idea for a, an Alexander Hamilton shot. Yeah? Oh, okay. Shot is like, you know, I'm not throwing away my shot, right? Shot. So I was thinking it should be Scotch. Because yeah. how does a, a bastard he's Scottish. orphan, he's Scottish son born. of a whore and a Scotsman, yeah. dropped in a forgotten middle spot of the Caribbean, right? So I thought Scotch and rum. If anybody can come up with a, a shot or a cocktail, I think it's got to be a shot, right? That involves scotch and rum. I want to know about that one. And we're going to call it the Hamilton, and we're going to drink that sucker. Or should you call it the Aaron Burr? Sir? We keep meeting like this. Sir? You punched the Burr, sir. Hi, Burr. Dude, uh, I loved Hamilton. You liked Hamilton it. Hamilton was Clearly great. Liked I really, liked, yeah, I really was, liked Hamilton. It was very yeah. good. Yeah. Turns out uh, we're just like everybody else. Just like everybody else, you know. And as always, the winner of the slogan contest will be announced next week. I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. Da 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 da
Mm-hmm. <laughs>